0: man that kicks ass just saying hello everybody i'm rainer and we are joined today by the lovely dylan from small talk and of course my uh, man with a plan seth which is ironic, because he never has a plan. Otherwise, he <laughs> wouldn't have been late today.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I really don't have a plan, so thank you for that, but, you know. <laughs>
0: All right, well, before we get started today, we want to thank our spotter, our sponsor. God damn, oh, you got me screwed up already, Seth. <laughs> sponsor, scrap Scrapyard, if you want anything done black series one six and star wars universe he is your guy and what a guy he does amazing work let me tell you we actually added one of his recent uh works that uh i put i added my collection today let's take a look at that so this is a sith pure blood from uh from star wars the old republic era and
1: uh what can i say wow this this thing turned out great what do y'all think it looks fantastic dude dark side customs and knocks the paint job out of the water every single time every figure every head sculpt i've ever seen holy crap it's a work of art
0: yep indeed and uh this was painted of course like you said by a dark side customs and ian over at ofac you want to hit him up he will definitely get you sorted for a a good cost as well and who better to paint your new Mm -hmm. sculpt?
1: and Watto, i mean dude that That is a clean head sculpt. I don't know how he manages to pull off. I know if I tried to, it would not look that good. It would look ugly. It would (laughs) look terrible.
2: What's that character again?
0: So that's a Sith Pureblood. So it's a race of uh, Sith from the planet Corbin. So a little background information since you asked. Um, So in the old legends before Disney trashed the EU, but we're not going to go into that. Um, the dark, the Jedi were originally called the Jedi and they fought the Rakata during, uh, during the ancient force wars. And basically after the Rakata force wars were done, the Jedi split up into what we now know as the Jedi and the Sith. And the Sith, the, were still fallen Jedi at this point, went to Korriban escaping the Jedi after they just had a massive war with each other. It was basically kind of like a massive civil war. And they met this species that were really strong with the dark side, naturally. Nearly every one of their species is Force-sensitive with the dark side. So they interbred with them, and they became what we now know as the Sith. This is a little, little Star Wars lore for you.
1: That's awesome. So... Of course, now it's all trash yeah of course yeah now it's all like who gives
0: a crap but you know some of us we cling on to the classics you know we cling on to our 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 childhood Mm -hmm. so i wanted to go over today a little bit about how to obtain certain rarities because i know this is a question i've been asked is you know how do you go about obtaining different these obscure items well it's easier than you might think i would think uh you know there's obviously auctions and thrift stores those are obvious Yard sales, semi-obvious, but one thing people don't realize is you can go to pawn shops and virtually find anything, and they're willing to work with you on it. You just have to be a little wary about what you're buying because pawn shops often will, uh, how should I say this, not be on the up and up sometimes about what they're actually selling you, so you always want to go in knowing what you uh, have, knowing what you're buying, and always ask the proper questions
1: very true and also you can find a lot of thrift shops but you have to be playing thrift shop by macklemore while you're shopping
0: oh dude that's like that's like a law dude i
1: do that kind of a necessity time. and you know mm-hmm. you have to have the big fur coat on and everything i mean it's just come on that's the best part about shopping rarities is like you walk in you pop some tags mm-hmm. it's just a fun time
0: yeah, and you know, I'm still trying to find a fur coat in my size. They unfortunately don't make those easy to find in Triple X. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very uh, true. That would be a rarity. Yes, that would be. Actually, <laughs> there we go. That, we should have a new segment now.
0: Hunt, Rainer's Hunt for His Thrift Shop Coat. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do an update every year. Oh, nope, mm. didn't find it yet. Oh, I found <laughs> it. <laughs> So, but yeah, yard sales, especially estate sales, they're really good because, you know, I I, I I, don't mean to offend any old people out there, but old people are constantly passing away and leaving their stuff behind, and they're the biggest correct collectors of these rare items, you know, these obscure items, because it's a lot of times it's stuff from their childhood or stuff that they're really into, and when they pass away, they just leave it behind, and so this is a great great way to get uh some obscure items i don't know that's
1: if very true fun fact about uh, uh estate sales too is at least i don't know in other states but at least in the state of texas if you're holding an estate sale and you know obviously you hire a company to come in and handle the estate sale they can sell literally everything but alcohol so really? i actually know a lady that does estate sales and so, like, they make tons of money doing it. They say, swear it's a great business. But she always ends up with, like, just bottles and bottles of what she calls DPL, dead people liquor.
2: <laughs> oh, that's, and, that's kind yeah. of dark. <laughs> yeah. And she,
1: they'll, she'll just they'll pop it open and drink it because, I mean, they can't sell it. So she just has, like, hundreds of, like, rare bottlings of, you know, uh, wine, whiskey, whatever, because they can't sell it. This is in we
0: just broke into estate sales.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what are estate sales?
2: I've never heard that before. Is that how like what's how does that compare with a yard sale or is it the same thing?
1: So basically,
2: Yeah, it's kind of like
1: the same thing. It's like so um think about it like if you have a loved one that passes away and they have a ton of crap. Um obviously some of it might be worth a lot, some of it might be worth a little and you don't want to do the research in it. You would hire an estate sale company that are generally very mm. well versed in a wide range of things and they sure. will sell the stuff for you at the appropriate prices and then take a cut off of it. I see. Yeah.
2: Okay. Interesting. So, um yeah. They're
1: basically yard sale brokers basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess we see a type of that, but it typically involves it's typically like like an auction, or uh, you know, they hire an auctioneer and a company that does the selling part of it. So, so
0: estate sales are usually a bit more classy than your typical yard sale. Typically, you have a whole crew working them, and it's really laid out really well. Usually, you go inside the house as opposed to just everything being on the front lawn. You know, that type of thing.
2: Yeah, interesting.
0: Now, we already covered our Macklemore topic, Thrift Shops, but let me tell you, you never know what pops into those places. You just never know. I have found crazy stuff in thrift stores. I actually once found an old 50 Switchblade in there.
1: That's pretty awesome, though.
0: Yeah, it didn't work, obviously, with less of the crud, <laughs> but, you know, it was, I looked it up, and I'm like, holy crap, this thing's from the 50s. <laughs> okay,
1: that's slightly less awesome than it did. not I feel like you yeah. should have started with that point. <laughs> But, like,
0: Goodwill, Salvation Army, you just—you never know what's going to pop into these types of places. You just never know one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm
1: -hmm. I honestly have never found a really good find in the thrift shop. And I've been a few times, and it's just not lucky for me.
0: Other than the Switchblade, the best find I ever had was a full set of Star Trek The Next Generation DVD box set Blu-ray. They wanted, like, two bucks for it. And I'm like, oh, uh awesome. sold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but will you do a dollar fifty?
0: You haggle on a charity though. I mean, that feel a little guilty. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean they are selling it for dirt cheap, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah,
0: true. So auctions, another great way to find your rarities. Um, I personally have never been to an auction, true believe it or not. I've never actually been able to attend one. That just
1: that hasn't happened for me. Uh either of you been able to attend an auction? Well, oh, yeah. I actually I did an auction online once. Not like your typical like eBay or anything like that. This was a legit auction with an auctioneer um through a gun shop that I really liked that closed and bought a few items. It was actually a cool little thing. Buy it online, go pick it up. They run the the background check and all that. So That's pretty cool, Dylan.
2: Yeah, um auctions are a pretty consistent part of living in rural uh, agricultural america mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you know a lot of equipment thing anyone anytime anyone you know maybe needs to move on or you know they've stopped farming or someone else takes over you know the there's always all types of auctions it seems like going on in the small areas where i'm from so yeah, uh, I've been to, been to quite a few, seen quite a few. They're not as exciting as you would think or hope. <laughs> but... <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not like as dramatic as they make it out in movies. Huh? Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, we got a new segment this show. We started uh with the minifigure of the month. Now, this is where I take a minifigure that I have in my own personal collection, and I talk a little bit about it, a little bit about its background, a little bit about you know why it's rare, why it's... You know what, 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 where you could get it, or at least can get it, or could, because a lot of these are discontinued, like this one. So this is Darth Revan from the Old Republic era. This is you may know him from the Knights of the Old Republic uh, games and the Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO, and as well as a few books. And uh, if you're a real hard hard hardcore fan of the Clone Wars, a deleted episode. So. This is uh, a poly bag that was given out on the May the Fourth promo a few years. It's um, very inconsistent. They didn't really. Uh, the first one was heavily uh, advertised, but after Disney took over, it kind of just dropped out of nowhere. You really had to be in the uh, Lego community to really know that it was coming. And um, because of this, it, it's it, new. This poly bag goes for over a hundred
1: that's just crazy to me like i'd love legos i have quite a few sets myself but you know being a lego collector and shopping on lego.com you see um where you can spend points obviously you get rewards points for buying different lego sets and you can spend points towards getting some rare minifigures and just the the estimated value on some of these being over 200 dollars for like a little minifig i mean crazy well
0: and part of the reason <laughs> this guy is so expensive is because he's a legends character that was <clears throat> just a, up until recently was no longer considered canon so the fact that they even did a promo shocked the heck out of me and i was lucky enough to be at the mall at that point when they were doing the promo yeah what
2: what year did you say that was oh my
0: gosh that was i believe 2006 17, I want to say I may be I may be mistaken it may have been 2016
2: okay yeah because that that like artwork in the front with Darth Vader I feel like that was a long time ago but
0: yeah it's it's an older it's an older polybag and some of the uh the original release of the polybag was even before that but uh so a little background about the character um so Revan uh, I'm not gonna go too deep into it because we could be here for ten hours. Because Revan's like one of those characters; he's really iconic and has a lot of lore. But wow. he was the he was the uh, main character of Knights of the Old Republic one, and you didn't find that out. Spoiler alert! Till halfway through the game, that you were playing as this guy. And basically, he one of his most famous abilities was he was able to use the dark side without succumbing to it, and he was able to channel both the light and the dark side simultaneously, which was thought to have been impossible. He was a very powerful, and up until uh, up until his death, he was one of the most powerful Force users to ever live. That's so, awesome. Uh,
2: he yeah, changed he, sides a couple times, and
0: yeah, he, he kind of got a little schizophrenic there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm a Jedi. Now I'm a Sith. Now I'm a Jedi. Now I'm a Sith. Now I'm a Jedi. Now I'm gray. Hooray!" Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things that you had to have been there and played the games growing up. But he is a very iconic character.
2: Yeah, they need to remake them or remaster them.
0: You know, they're remastering Republic Commando, which I'm glad. Although you only if. You uh, have to have a PlayStation 4 or a Switch in order to in order to play it right now. But Switch
1: for the win. <laughs> that being
0: said, I'm pretty sure if you use the backwards compatibility on an Xbox, you could possibly play Republic Commando. I don't know if it's one of the ones that's backwards compatible with their system.
2: Xbox is typically pretty good with that, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, the new consoles are rarities. You guys could just cover hunting those. <laughs> I got one things. sitting in
0: my room. I got one sitting in my living room. I got the PlayStation Five. I had to choose, and unfortunately, Horizon Forbidden West just looked too good. And
1: since Halo got delayed, mm, oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't yeah. even know how you got one. Holy crap! I've been searching for months and have not been so lucky. You want to know the
0: secret? Because I'm able to get on military bases, I got onto a GameStop on a military
1: base and got one. You <laughs> lucky bastard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the only reason I was able to get one.
1: I, didn't, I honestly didn't even think about that. Yeah, holy crap, that's a whole probably untapped market right there. That's true. All
0: right. So so switching to Saber news, um, for those of you who are haven't seen our show before, we sometimes will cover custom Sabers. Which to give you a little background, these are unlicensed companies that make fan prop replicas of famous character Sabres or just come up with their own designs. But because of the fact that they're not officially licensed products, they can't call themselves lightsabers. So they call them Sabres. And so there's a few companies here, Sabre Forge, Ultra Sabres, and Sabre Trio, uh, that we're going to cover today. Saber Forge was partnered with the Make-A-Wish Foundation on their Eco Sabers. So Eco Sabers is like... It's kind of like their bargain saber. It's hard to explain without going into all the different tiers. But basically, you have different tiers, levels of sabers. You know, Apprentice being their lower end. Um, you know, Elite mm-hmm. being their nicer stuff. And then, of course, their, their god tier, which is uh, their exotics, which are super expensive. Um but then you have, when you, that just buys you the hilt. And then when you buy the hilt, you choose different levels of electronics, how many soundboards you want, how many different colors, et cetera. It's highly customizable. Their eco sabers are we have a hilt, this is what it comes with, take it or leave it. So they're partnered with Make a Wish to, uh, to donate a portion of their profits on their eco sabers to, uh, obviously to make a wish so if you have your eye on eco saber and are looking to donate to charity yeah, kill two birds with one stone there
1: mm-hmm. and honestly i looked through the eco saber pricing it was like 120 bucks for like a 100... decently you know fitted out little saber like not yeah, bad they're not,
0: they're not bad at all
2: um yeah
0: the... 129
2: on the website i think is what yeah it looks like
0: yeah, Saber Forge is known for being a bit more fancier with the hilts, but they they can have sabers anywhere from fifty dollars to a hilt to all the way to you know six hundred dollars for a hilt. So you know it's it's not bad if you're getting an eco saber. It's not a bad way to go. Now, Ultra Sabers has started their winter sound sale. Basically, that just means you input a promo code if you're buying a saber with a soundboard, and you get some certain percentage off. I believe it's ten or fifteen percent and uh they have uh they and this is my personal opinion they have excellent sound however their hilts i don't like the designs as much as some of the other companies but this is just me there are obviously tons of people out there who love ultra sabers and you know they're they're a great product uh, so if you're looking to get an Ultra Saber, maybe now's the time. Uh, Saber Trio, and this is this is the big company here, one of the big companies at least, they're on, they're, they're a company that's trying to compete with Vader's Vault, which is basically where you go and pay like 1200 bucks for a Saber. Um, so Saber Trio is more economy friendly, it's more, you'd probably pay about six 700 dollars for a Saber, but they are dang close to the quality of Vader's Vault. And they, uh, typically don't, when they, when they have, uh, because when the pandemic started, they, uh, shut down or their website and said, all right, we're not going to take, we're only going to bring up the store when we have, uh, uh, availability to take orders because they were getting swamped with orders. So they, uh, their website said, I believe last time I checked, they should be available at the end of March to start taking more orders again before they shut down for a period. So, if you want Saber Trio, check it out at the end of the month.
2: So, how would you rank these three that you have outlined here for quality? Saber Forge, I would give
0: them an A for their hilts. Their hilts are amazing to look at, they're gorgeous. Um, their electronics, I've heard some horror stories. Um, there's, I haven't had an issue personally, but. I've seen plenty of issues with Saber Forge electronics failing after a while or having issues or weird glitches, so I'm going to give them probably about a, a C on their electronics. Ultra Sabers, I'm going to give them a C on their electronics as well just because I've had, had issues with some of theirs. Um, but their hilts, I'm going to give them a B. They're, they're, they're really accurate when they come to replicate a character, but what their original designs just in my opinion aren't as good. Uh, that's just me personally you know but take it or leave it
2: yeah and say ho- go ahead oh, sorry i was gonna ask how would you compare these also like for someone who d- hasn't ever seen these like me uh well i guess i've i've seen them around but i don't i know nothing about them so how would you compare them with like the mass-produced ones like the black F- series yeah black series FX ones night
0: and day difference um just a regular low tier saber forge or ultra sabers with the lowest sound package you can get with one cut blade color and one sound font will blow anything you buy from hasbro out of the water i will just be dead honest with you um the they're amazing um and there's like i said there's there's dozens of these companies out there so there's never uh a lack of variety but i will say uh you pay for quality so you expect to spend about three to four hundred dollars on a saber minimum when you buy one but it's gonna blow anything you have uh from hasbro out of the water and the nice thing about most of these companies is their stuff is dueling grade for full contact meaning if you and your friend want to go out in the yard and just recreate the the duel between anakin and obi-wan Full speed, you can do that, and these things will not break. At least they shouldn't. And if they break, they have warranties. So,
2: very That's cool. Awesome. Okay. I so
0: need a sailing saber. <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> the man, man. You know, come come check a look at my arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they they do make they do make sabers without sound, and these are called stunt sabers. They're much more just they light up and they don't make any sound. you just you just wave them around and that's pretty much it i mean the, no thrills but the sabers with sound you can get some crazy stuff i'll send you some videos afterwards dylan if you want if you're seriously interested i can send you some videos of what these custom sabers can do yeah, and then you start cool. getting into like neo Pixel and all this other stuff which it just blows anything hasbro has out of the water and uh for my final ranking of saber trio i give them an a across the board they're they're just great um my only issue with uh saber trio just like i said is they're uh they're international they're from malaysia so there's the issue of your saber will take some time to get there but not as long as vader's vault and you're getting almost the quality so Mm -hmm. it's really nice it's good to know all right seth time for your segment Take sneakers
1: of the show oh it's the best segment come on we know it Mm-hmm. it's what everyone comes to sing <laughs> <laughs> so i figured since we just passed the super bowl what better than to show off the jordan 3 jth super bowl so this is actually a pair of shoes that was released during the 2018 super bowl you can actually see uh justin timberlake wearing these shoes so nike released them on the uh, sneakers app during his halftime performance during the 2018 super bowl which they became um, instantly sold out instantly seconds they were gone like that yeah so uh actually i was only lucky enough to buy them um i actually bought them through StockX after they did a re-release um i believe in 2019 it might have been it's either late 2019 early 2020 they did a re-release and uh, a pop-up shop um only in i believe it was chicago i could be wrong on that one but the price of these fell from like almost a thousand dollars a pair to about 600. And that's what I paid for them. Uh, The cool thing about this shoe is it's the JTH. So it's Justin Timberlake, but it's also JTH because it's Tinker Hatfield. Tinker Hatfield is like the God of shoe design. And he's actually credited with saving the Jordan relationship with Nike because of designing the Jordan three. So, the, I mean, it's just an awesome shoe to have. If you look inside the shoe, I should have included a picture, but it actually has, like, on the the insole, the shoe, it has, this, it has Tinker Hatfield's original sketch for the Jordan 3, along with his signature. It's a really cool shoe. And I just like the fact that, I mean, come on, you have a shoe the same as Justin Timberlake. I mean, he literally designed the shoe. That's a badass shoe. Nice. All so... Right. Um did
2: you ever hear recently I got an alert from Wall Street Journal about uh, someone very high up, an executive within Nike, had to resign because her kid was essentially scalping shoes. She was like oh, wow. getting these shoes for free within Nike and then selling them.
1: That's crazy. I mean, I'm sure that's against like a lot of rules, but Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, big time.
2: Uh, yeah I I just want to see if you had heard about it. I'll send it, send the article to you if I can find it later, but
1: Cool, for sure. Yeah. I'd like to read that. Yeah, I had no idea. That's, that's crazy. That one, probably wildly against like a lot of rules. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> comments, just...
0: this comments for you, Seth.
1: You know, uh, I do not have a pair of Jordan 4s and I'm kind of salty about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I need to get some of that. I, they've just been. There's one of those shoes that like I I can't justify the pricing unless it's like a really cool edition, and some of them are just like way more than I'm willing to pay. So how much do
0: they go for?
1: It depends on on you know. But I've seen starting three hundred to even like four or five hundred on some of them, just depending on wow, the colorways. So.
0: Jeez. Crazy. Well, it's that time again. We want to thank our uh, sponsor, Watto Scrapyard, with this lovely tribute.
1: It's Watto Scrapyard, Annie. We want to thank our friends over at Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring tonight's episode. You can find them on Instagram at Watto Scrapyard.
0: They're also on Facebook and eBay as well.
1: Yeah, man. They make 3D printed parts for hard to come by canon Hasbro vehicles, which is a huge help when you're looking for those lost pieces. Uh, They also make uh, printed head sculpts of literally anybody you could think of.
0: Literally anyone. They've made a head sculpt of me. They've made head sculpts of uh, PewDiePie for you. They've made all kinds of Jedi, all kinds of characters from the Star Wars universe. They are absolutely amazing. They can get any sculpt you want designed and printed for a reasonable fee today. Again, what a guy.
1: Okay, I I have to say that Dean did a pretty killer uh what a voice. You have no idea how much it <laughs> kills me to play that clip every day. <laughs> if I die a little bit inside. <laughs> I think it's it's been laid down. He wins. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no. For the record did, I didn't practice much. <laughs>
2: did did you admit to defeat to that?
0: I did, I did. <laughs> I did. Not publicly though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> privately behind closed doors but it has been m- admitted publicly now so I mean, yeah, it's no, over yeah
0: yeah I, I admit it i admitted it when i was crying in the shower at The field.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> why couldn't
1: it have been me <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god all right moving on dylan it is time for your segment why we are all here the rarity so why don't you tell us a little bit about this hobby
2: yeah, so playing cards is something I've gone in and out of collecting over the years. Um it's a very robust and deep collecting hobby I would I would call it. It's it's very it's interesting, that's for sure. Uh there's all sorts of shapes and sizes of Artists out there, um, you know, designers, things like that. Like, I guess, like, among the three, um, the bi- there's three big ones that I collect or that a lot of people seem to like overall. Uh, but first, I guess, just some a little bit of background about playing cards. Not a lot of people know this. Um, so pips are, like, the, you know, like, the club, spades, things like that, the little emblems. Um, and then, you know, the face cards are typically called the courts. Uh, and fi- the 52 cards in the deck actually represents the 52 weeks in a year. Um, the four suits represent the four seasons. Uh, 13 cards represents 13 weeks in each season. And then the 12 royals or um, courts, as, as in that sense, the 12 royals in certain ones would represent 12 months. Two red, two blacks represent four different solstices. Um, wow. There's some some people say as well the four suits also represent the four natural elements. So like hearts, water; clubs, fire; um, diamonds are earth, and then spades is air. I believe. Uh, so yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of uh, symbology and art that goes into creating them. Um, when people look at like a deck of cards, uh, you know, there's like the standard deck and then a non-standard one where you'll see the artists or designers strafe off a little bit, quite a bit like that, like the two, so I'm in the pictures here, I have quite a few to quite a few flashy ones. Um, but so like, I'll put this one up to the camera, for instance, this would be like considered just like a straight standard King.
0: Yeah, something you buy at Target.
2: Right, exactly. Um, yeah, and there are some really cool ones uh, that you've probably seen at Target, like Star Wars has uh, a partnership with Theory 11, a company called Theory 11. Uh, they they go for about $9.99 at Target, and they're pretty cool uh, decks.
0: I remember Actually, when I was uh, when I was a kid. I bought the Women of Star Wars deck. <laughs> <laughs> you say that
2: <laughs> like mischievous. <laughs>
0: that deck, that I, I, deck I, I gets... needed it for playing reasons. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I figured there was a story there. I'm sure we don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really don't. <laughs>
2: Decks started getting sticky.
1: <laughs> All like, right, what? So...
0: Jesus, this guy really likes uh, the Queen of Spades. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Wait,
1: who who was on the Queen of Spades? I don't remember. I was just making that <laughs> up. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead,
2: Dylan. <laughs> no, that's fine. So this would be considered like a custom court card, or you know, if the if the pips would be a little off. With, um. Like the diamonds, the diamonds here in this seven card, you can see like the it's a little bit up here instead of in the middle, and like the shape of them. Um, so, yeah, there you know there's all different types, and then the printing companies. That's another uh, big way that people kind of um, decide their cards and likes. Overall, with within the hobby, I would split it into three segments of of card collecting that people enjoy the hobby for and every one of them are are different uh in their own way so magic cards um for like magicians and things like that a lot of times there's they're marked cards cards that help them out with their magic tricks um you know they're they're going to be fancy standard cards essentially uh and then you'll want to and then there's also cardistry cards so i actually have a deck It cardistry is cool as shit in my in in my opinion it's the one i want to know how to do but it's a lot of work so cardistry like the backs of this one they're fairly basic most of the time um but they'll they'll have cool designs for like let's say if you want to uh if you want to like fan a deck or something like that it'll look cool Mm-hmm. um things like that they they like those sorts of things and then the one that i probably lean towards the most because i don't have i'm not really big into magic and cardistry takes a lot of time to learn i'm starting to try and dabble but man you got to work at it for months to get the hang oh, yeah, of
0: it i can imagine
2: um it, and those are the ones where you'll see them like sitting there like flipping the cards over their fingers and flinging them and you know oh, catching God. them with the deck. Things like that, though. That's cardistry, essentially. Um, and yeah, super tough to do. It takes a lot of time, a lot of hand dexterity. Uh, you know, maybe you're good with your right, but not
1: your left <laughs> after, 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 after playing driver, after I playing with the,
2: the... <laughs> with the women of Star Wars deck.
0: About to say, yeah, we're going to flashback to the Queen of Space now. If you'll excuse me for just one <laughs>
2: But yeah, uh, so those are really the three segments within the hobby. The third one, um, I guess, like I was going to say, is the most kind of the collecting um, or art slash luxury segment. That's what a lot of people would consider them at. And that's kind of what you're looking at there. Um, So that one is done. It's an Arthur Arthurian deck, it's called. Um, done by a company called King's Wild Project. There's the three big designers that I'm a fan of. um, Jackson Robinson with King's Wild Project. Uh, They have some of the more aggressive marketing that you'll see on social media quite a bit. Um, Lorenzo I forget how to pronounce his last name, but I believe it's Gaggiotti. He is in charge of uh sup manny he is in charge of stockholm 17 stockholm 17 is a big kind of cult following um brand they i know a lot of ways of only getting their brand is becoming a patreon and you know you donate a certain amount of time and then i believe with stockholm you get like a big all-in-one package of a bunch of rare cards and things like that at the end of the year um and then one of my favorites is gianni moroni uh he is in charge of what's called a company called Third Way Industries, within the within the uh, hobby. I probably have the most from King's Wild Project, Jackson Robinson, like the Indication one that I was showing you here, the Platinum one. It's pretty cool. Wow, that's yeah,
0: cool. That's awesome.
2: Um, so a big thing like with I know a lot of like cardistry and magic players, a lot of them they pay attention to the type of card stock. There's a ton, ton of different card printing companies out there and different card stocks and finishes um, that people, that's fairly important into the handling of the cards or like the thickness. A lot of people that are into uh, cardistry or you know working with cards typically like to point towards the workability. If the cards stick together a lot, they don't like that. They would like kind of a, you know, a smooth. Um, And then, like I said, the thickness. So here, I'll try and show you the best I can. I tried to show in one of the pictures, but it came out bad. It was, it's hard to relay, but um, so you can see like the thickness is here. It's kind of tough to see, but. I can
1: see it, yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: So that's a big deal. I know a lot with, with players. Uh, But like the collecting ones, like the shinier ones that you'll see with, with uh, kind of the foil, they call it the foiling within the card, those ones typically have to be a little thicker for that reason. Um, So you'll typically see the flashier ones be a little thicker. But, uh, yeah, and there are some some that can be done right. But the main printing or main companies you'll see is the... The USPCC, the United States Playing Card Company. I know that's a very popular one, obviously, within within cardistry and magicians. Just because of the quality of the cards, they seem to last a long time. Uh, it's been around forever. The company, based off Wikipedia, I didn't know this, but has been around for 154 years. And its headquarters was in Kentucky. Um, and recently, they actually got bought out by... Uh, or a, became a subsidiary of what's another card manufacturer called Cardamundi. Um, they're out of Belgium. Cardamundi is, and I know a lot of people like had always relied on Cardamundi to create some of the fancier decks. So uh, I mean, and oh yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, let, uh, go finish your statement, then I'll ask a question.
2: <laughs> oh, they just they just rely. I was gonna say they just rely on them to for some of their fancier ones, but they're typically more expensive. Um, another one that you'll see is expert playing card company slash legends playing card company. Um, they're kind of ran by the same one is in China, I believe. And one is in Taiwan.
0: I want to say Taiwan, Uh, huh?
2: Yeah. Um, and they're, they're looked at as not as highly regarded among the community. That thick one that I showed you, um, that I put up to the camera there. That's actually a, a deck called solstice by, king's wild project and that one's done by expert playing card company um and i think the deck is cool but like i said it, it can be tough to work with and shuffle around and things like that because of that reason um but yeah they're they're typically cheaper and that's a lot a big reason why companies that have like a super artistic feel to them kind of gravitate towards them a bit but uh, what was your question
0: so uh it's kind of a two-parter so first of all What's the trade, like, scene with this? Like, you know, with playing cards, there's always, uh, you know, sports cards and, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, there's always, like, hey, give me your you I'll give you a, you know, whatever. But, um, what, what is the trading of decks like? And is there, like, a are there Facebook groups for that?
2: Um, trading, I would say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, put it as close to, um, like, like Pokemon cards as I would pretty much like collecting figures. It's more, a lot more so like collecting figures in the sense to where uh, from what I've been able to notice the the online community is still fairly young, but the overall community is obviously one of the oldest out there. You know, it's a extremely, extremely old and mature group. Um, I'm I'm super surprised by joining the groups. How many people are, you know, (laughs) how often a day do you see in like, uh, like hot toys groups or figure groups, people, you know, bitching about scalping and things like that is as it's you know something they're surprised by or you know don't enjoy or something like that. It, in this hobby, it's almost like a lot of the collectors are well past that. They're you know it's just part of existence, and right. a lot of these cards have have runs or you know in their in their minds low low run numbers. You know, you'll see some of 200. Um, I have one of my most prized cards that I got actually out of random. It's in this case. I'm not going to take it out, wow, but it's six. Oh, it, it's six out of eight.
1: Wow! And it's, wow. A,
2: it's a gilded deck, but it was super it was like a rand. It was pretty much a random. So you had to purchase these the standard version of these decks that aren't gilded or anything like that. They're like a 2020 deck. Like the back says the year 2020 caused everyone around the world to rearrange their normal, uh, their normal. This official deck will serve as a reminder that through the highs and the lows we will go on. Um, and so I ordered a couple of the standard versions of it and at random, they placed eight of these amongst people's orders. And I ended up somehow getting one. I'm not lucky at all with that stuff. And I somehow got lucky with it. That's awesome. But, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to make a crack. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to talk about a different kind of getting lucky with cards, but, you know. (laughs) 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 God
2: damn it, Rainer. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, they they always have... um, Typically, a lot of the collecting decks have run numbers. Um, Sometimes they'll have, like, the label, like, on this one. This one's one of my favorite ones done by a guy by an artist, um, na- ca- named Jack Penny over in Japan. Uh, it's called Cultura Animales. Um, and yeah, so that picture on the left, I actually have those are some of probably my five favorite decks, but uh, yeah, so this guy he. I, oh I haven't even taken out of the pack I haven't even noticed that but I have a couple of these ones but you can see the sides here are shiny like like a gold finish to them mm-hmm. yeah that's called gilding uh, and that's kind of mo- something people really like in just the fanciness of it it's strict yeah. it's not very functional and if it's not done well it'll wear off over the years if you use the deck a lot. Um, but it's obviously a fancy thing and gives a lot of collectability to, to the decks.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah. And so that picture on the left are some of my favorites that I have in that, that one that you kind of have on its side there. Um, Mm -hmm. the one on the way left is, is, uh, actually like a playing card collection day card that they do every year, I think in October. And this one was the 2019 fourth annual version. And I only have one from this. There's a set, I believe, of six of these. And you can see there's only, I think, 250, 250 of wow. these ones. But these ones are actually based off of um, artists or the some of the buildings and palaces within Morocco over in Africa. Cool. And, yeah, and the, the cards they have, like, I haven't opened this one because I feel because i feel bad about it but um <laughs> i i'm not <laughs> yeah i haven't said the any of the prices of any of these so uh they range they obviously like anything uh when they sell out they just shoot up in value um that dracula deck that i have there on the way right that black one uh-huh. that one is pretty on average like a $60 deck unless you have like a collector version of it um the one next to that is actually like a i believe retails for a hundred dollars um in that middle one's the culture on one uh that one i think you can still get on his website for roughly 30 bucks shipped from japan um okay and the one on the left was 40 bucks that's tough luck and that one the reason that's 40 bucks is because that's an artist proof version which artist proof means that it is um essentially it they're the same cards kind of in a sense but uh they're edited by the artist in a way to where there hasn't been much work done and they're typically very limited so that one is actually one of 50. Okay. um made and then the one on the left was the one that i showed you from the U- the playing card day um but yeah the these ones were designed in morocco and these ones actually fetch a pretty heavy price that's why i don't have the entire set the entire set goes for 400 plus nowadays
0: so that uh, that one, that's like the one out of eight that you showed earlier from that commemorated twenty twenty. What would something like that be worth now, and what would it be worth like in the future?
2: Uh, I mean, right off the bat, it's going to be worth a ton. I would say it really just depends on how badly people have it. The tough part is, is when we see the market fluctuate within figures, you know, like you're able to have, you're able to have a segment like what um, Zach and Dean have on collecting weekly, where they talk about uh, what's, what's that called movers and shakers. You know, you like you can, and like Seth talks about it all the time with his shoes and how quickly like, the prices can adjust and go up and things like that. Um, it can, it really just, Varies so much because some of these cards are not, you won't find them on eBay. You know, like if you want a Hot Toys Doctor Strange and he sold out, yes, his price is up, but you can still get him if you want. You'll find him eventually. Whereas some of these cards is literally luck. If you run into, if you want one and like these things, I think there may be three or four listings on ebay where i could probably get some of these of the others from the set so yeah in you know low low numbers like that it's essentially going to be priceless whatever whatever they want to create create it as i've seen the artist proof one um that tough luck one i've seen that one go for 120 uh, right like not long after it's sold out which was within minutes but um yeah, it's it really just varies uh depending on what the buyer has it listed as and obviously how badly the the seller or the the seller has it listed and how badly the buyers want it really. It yeah. just so it, it's both it really a ranges. buyer
0: and seller market, it's not just a buyer's market.
2: Right. It's it's tough to gauge. That's a long winded answer to your question because it's just it's tough to gauge because you never fully know um because there aren't anything to go off of it like you'll see with like our our hot toys like gradually creep up you know in price or like if in the in the sad way when black when uh um Uh, chad Chad bozeman yeah passed away his you know shot up overnight yeah but you know those are things you can almost expect whereas like with these it just kind of comes down to there's not, it's not as clicky or uh, as reactive, I would say. It's, it's literally so much more personal preference. Um, I know, so, you know, some places where you can, where you're ordering, you know, a special number deck. Some places will even allow you to give your preference for a number out of, you know, like, let's say 100. Like those, those two I have sitting there, for instance. Um, those are, those were made by, uh, a magician and he teamed up with one of the most high-end uh card printers slash designers in the really in the hobby um kind of in the game called low trek uh or oath playing card company they they're very intricate in their designs again not the most uh functional deck but they're typically a just beautiful decks overall Uh, a lot of work goes into them i believe he's greek based Mm -hmm. um but for instance those two there's a hundred of each of those the green and the purple sets made and i bought some and i messaged him afterward or after i purchased them and i asked i asked them on there if i could request a number out of a hundred and they said yeah shoot it over we'll see if we have it and sure enough they did um so, you know, those, those things are pretty cool. It, it definitely is more of a personal hobby for a lot of people. You know, some yeah. people may love uh, a lot of work done. Like, so I mentioned, one, as one of the designers, I mentioned uh, Lorenzo from Stockholm 17. Uh, he, like I said, he has a huge following. People love his work, um, what he's done in the past. He's, it's pretty famous um, kind of within the hobby. But I've just never really connected with his. I've haven't gotten huge into it. Um, Third Way Industries. I'm am a Patreon there uh, to the point to where I get a couple rewards every couple months. And the point of it is like our our own Patreons. You know, you have to understand that you're there to support these guys. Is that is what these guys do? Um, every once in a while, you'll get other people uh that are smaller in the hobby these the three that i named are very well established uh where they don't need a whole lot of um other types of income or funding whereas a lot of other designers they still depend on kickstarter i think i've talked about that before on small talk but kickstarter is a huge platform for card collecting um yeah, it's a it's a big deal because essentially it work. It's a perfect model for them to where they can submit their ideas on Kickstarter, um, you know, have everything rendered up, you know, an idea for it, and then once they once they get the funding goal, they then submit that to USPCC or you know Cardamundis or, um, you know, like Legends, whatever they want to do, whoever they want to. Uh, print with and then they start designing it, send it over and you know, there you go. Yeah. Still.
0: So, yeah, that actually is pretty brilliant.
2: Yeah, it's a it works well and it's really the and you also have to understand too, it's one or two guys running the show here, but oh yeah, so that one on the left there, that crypt one. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of cool. So that's done by that high end one low Trek designer or his company is Oath Playing Card Company. Uh, that deck actually—that's a three, two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollar deck right there. Ooh, Holy crap! crap. But I, that retailed for fairly high too. I think it retailed for like sixty to hundred bucks. I think a hundred was like a late, a late bird to it. Um, but they are—I can't remember exactly how many there are of them. I don't think it's a ton but so i have it i'm not gonna let's see 500 so i have 467 out of 500 but this one is re- it's interesting because there are no pictures of this on any social media or the web so he made it a huge point when he came out with this to keep it to yourself and enjoy it with yourself like do not post on social media it's called Crypt for a reason. Essentially, that's kind of obviously the theme of the deck, and something oh. I want to leave it as. And it actually won in what's called one of the cooler websites in the in the open. <laughs> I would get crucified if that made its way to the. If that made its way to the uh, to the community, I would absolutely get crucified. I guess. I guess people did that on Reddit, and they just got murdered on there. And yeah, so it's it's literally just a respect thing, you know. It's kind of cool, just you know, collectors coming together to you know enjoy the their that deck themselves. Yeah. So yeah, that's (laughs)
1: kind of cool though. I mean, yeah, I can't think of anything else like that. I mean, right? Yeah, it's it's cool idea. Literally, pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, and um it it's interesting because it it is a super crazy looking deck if maybe if i see you guys when i come to visit um maybe i'll if i think of it i'll bring it so you guys can actually see what it's what it looks like and and everything cuz it's it's worth a show just in itself the the deck it's crazy it actually won the 2020 deck of the year on wow portfolio 52 which is one of the bigger um i guess platforms for the industry portfolio 52 it's pretty cool because it's it's a website that's essentially set up to where you create an account mm-hmm. and you add decks that you have to your collection there and you can see other people's collection and then there you can ask you know to do trades or approach them to sell things like that but yeah, um cool. yeah it's a, it's a that's huge awesome huge platform and they had a big this this was probably one of their bigger years it's still relatively new i think maybe a six-year-old uh system but this this year's awards were pretty fun so they to put it in segments how i explained it earlier like they had best tuck case which is like this so on this queen bee queen bee set this is a tuck case this outside part Mm-hmm. Um, you know, best joker, best pips, which like I said are like, you know, the spades, clubs, diamonds. Um, best ace, you know, typically the ace of spades is the most um the typically has the most work put into it. Uh and then depending on how the deck is set up, so like on this queen B1 like it's got this here but they didn't rig the votes, Eddie. I, I don't believe they did, um, but mainly because there's not a ton of people that have that deck. But at the same time, uh, a lot of the people that are in the industry do that enjoy the the collecting thing. Do have that deck? So, um, but yeah, then you know it's it's pretty crazy. I know, like so, mystery decks are a big thing. Uh, the yeah, Black <laughs> Series Luke Gate. Don't get me started, Eddie. <laughs> um, on the last show, Eddie got Eddie got a little feisty with, with Zach. I was I was a fan of it. Not feisty, but he was giving him pushback about his grinds, his gears, and love that Eddie.
1: He deserved it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, so it's a it's a pretty deep hobby overall. I I enjoy it. I'm starting to get into it. Like I said, I go through waves with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's lately I've been into it as I as everyone knows I've covered on small talk. Realized that I don't have the room for my um figure collecting to really expand <laughs> the way I want to do. So I'm starting to get very picky and choosy there. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I could see where this would be an easy hobby to get well into and still not take up a whole lot of room anyway. So
2: very much so. Yeah. And if you get into things early, it's obviously like anything much cheaper. Um, a lot of times if you do back a, a deck that you like on Kickstarter and it's obviously successful and moves on like those, those B, um, decks that you see, see there, you know, there's like the super bees, the killer bees. And then I showed you the queen bee, um, those ones, they were that was off of the Kickstarter, and you'll get the best price during that Kickstarter for pledging to you know your certain rewards if they're mass produced. And then, if there's or if they're not mass produced, sometimes they'll be a little left over after the Kickstarter, and they'll put that on what's called backer kit. Uh, and that's how you kind of organize your. Uh, your pledges, and you know, you can add others in there that are left over and buy those as well. But sometimes they'll be upcharged. And then, let's say, after that, if there's more left, they'll go to other retailers, online retailers, and things like that. But then, you know, even more at that point. Um, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of a step by step process. And the sooner you get into it, the sooner you're, or the cheaper, obviously, it'll be. But yeah, um, yeah, it's a it's a fun hobby. Like I said, a lot of them have uh, subscription. A lot of the big designers, like I said, King's Wild Project. Uh, you can go on there and buy a lot of their a lot of their fancy decks that they do. I know some some people consider King's Wild um, gimmicky, but I I enjoy what he does. Uh, Jackson Robinson. He do, He also like posts YouTube videos of him doing designing as he designs the cards um and it's really cool to watch i sometimes like use it to fall asleep too because it's just relaxing but um yeah it's uh i i enjoy king's wild project i would say if if someone's trying to get into the hobby that's a good place to just kind of start um Mm -hmm. and they have you know you can buy things that they have available if you want to uh hop on some of their subscriptions you can there it's a they have a couple different subscription options there that you can you can go into you know like gilded versions and sh- what they call their shorts which is like their fancy artist d- based decks um but yeah and th- a lot of the big designers have something set up like that like third way industries and i know i'm forgetting a bunch or leaving a bunch out here but yeah, there's a there's a ton of cool stuff that goes into the hobby that you don't realize. And um, sounds like it.
1: I'll cover this question real quick. Eddie, no, I did not get the ones that dropped. I missed those.
2: When did they drop?
1: Uh, Friday, Saturday, something like that. Dude, I've been so I've, I've missed a whole bunch on uh, just Jordans are popular. You can't get Jordans. You just can't get them. Oh no popular shoe. I'm after some dunks though Eddie. so that's next. I'm entering all the drawings for dunks. I know it's stupid <laughs> because that's like the weird shoe that's like being hyped right now, but that's what I need. What are dunks? They're like um they're a skateboarding shoe uh that's kind of modeled after a basketball shoe
2: okay
0: be interesting
2: yeah that. I I uh, tr- did not know what I was getting into cuz I wanted to try and order that uh, that Boba Fett Adidas shoe that they came out recently with. Uh-huh. You know that green one with like the weird brown bag Oh yeah, on the yeah, side.
1: yeah, yeah. That one sold out so quick too. Yeah, I had
2: no idea it was going to be <laughs> how, how insane that was and did not know what I was getting into and obviously did not get it i don't think it's like i think you can still get it for
1: you can get it for reasonable but yeah it's still more than honestly that it should be right i I, I think it's just the character because boba fett's so iconic
0: you know popular right now that
1: that one because i mean even like because you the the same kind of or real close in there they did the uh the the mando shoes they did uh baby Yoda they did a whole lot like right one after another, and Bobas was the only one that sold out that quickly so Damn. yeah really? oh
2: yeah, he's for sure like across the board, a very popular character, so my buddy he actually got me to buy this this one, but he's into knife collecting mm mm-hmm. And there is this one knife um, by a company called Microtech, and it's Mm -hmm. called Special Bounty Hunter or Bounty Hunter. And it is very, it's a pretty sweet knife. There's a bunch of different versions of it, but uh, that one sold out within minutes, he said. And I hopped on the, I think, I don't think it's done in production or they're going to kind of do another run of it. Um, because if you go to like certain websites, you can still pre-order it, but yeah, that one is a super cool knife. And he actually got me to order that one. I didn't, I'm I'm not big into knife collecting or anything, but yeah, it's like, it seems like across the board, Boba Fett obviously sells.
1: Yeah, obviously. And yeah, Eddie, I do think that size 13s probably sell it really quickly. I have the unfortunate happenstance of wearing a size 10 which you know is by far the most like standard size for a men's shoe so also uh, they sell out really quickly <laughs>
0: yeah see i wear size 17 so i just get whatever i can find on
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you you can't ever honestly no so um uh, randomly because i'm in all the different um shoe apps randomly they'll do like random like here's this Shock drop is what they're called, and they did a shock drop of some Yeezys, and the only size left, whenever I saw it, was size 17. You're kidding? No, hmm. that was the only one left. So I should have bought them for you. See, you got to have some, some badass <laughs> <Aww>. Yeezys. <laughs> that
0: would have been awesome. <laughs> oh well, would have rocked them on the next show. Just put my feet up, man. Like, yo, what's up? <laughs> Never
2: pictured you as a Yeezy guy, Rainer.
0: Uh, I don't even know what
1: Yeezys are. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I have to work with. <laughs> you have
2: you have a pair of Yeezys, right?
1: I have actually hmm. six. I think I have six pairs. Hmm. Actually, my wife has more pairs than me because she has a bigger foot than I do. <laughs> so she, I wear a size 10 easy She wears 10.5. And because 10.5 is an odd size, and Yeezys are exclusively done through uh, drawing, so I'm up against everybody else that's drawn for a 10, and she's up against the 10.5. She gets way more drawings than I do because of it being an odd size. Hmm. And yes Eddie, sense.
0: I do wear size 17s. Yeah, uh, that's. Blah, blah. I will I will gladly send foot picks if you want although it's not going to be <laughs> <Jeez>. that way. <laughs> In exchange for a figure.
1: <laughs> we charge for those. They're not free. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a patron. We got <laughs> to su- support the show somehow. <laughs>
2: I know Eddie said he liked the Dracula one. I'll actually take this one out of the box. I had I had one out already but I can't find it so I grabbed another one I had.
0: Yeah, that's just in rarities cancel for Rainer Selling Toe Picks.
2: Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Is that is that to be honest, is that something we really want to see? Or do you have <laughs> you really do you have pretty don't. pretty fancy feet? You
0: really don't. I have um I'm not gonna go into it, but no, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's gotta be a market for it somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starts with a uh, porn, ends with hub. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> Jesus oh,
1: Jesus! Somebody, oh man, somebody's gonna miss scroll later and come across. Them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Eddie. So you can see these these guys are gold gilded. Okay. I actually don't know who makes these. I should know that. I assume it's expert playing card company, but I actually do not know that answer to that.
1: Shame on you. Terrible guest.
2: Um, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, wow, this is some oh, of those are really awesome. awesome. So the guy who makes these is a magician out who actually lives um, in Romania. Uh, I, I believe in the area like, near where Transylvania and the whole Dracula legend came from. Uh, okay. and so that's kind of the theme of of a lot of, of his deck that he came out with. And like I said, I, th- I believe he's a he's a magician. So, yeah, these are pretty well-received decks. That's
0: pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, no, kind of tough, cool. tough to see with the lighting, but yeah, they're all, they're black and then gilded at pretty cool looking.
1: So do you actually play with the playing cards? Like, do you like play card games? Go fish? (laughs) Yeah, so Amanda and I
2: actually played with the Invocation one not too long ago. We played some Rummy. Um, But, yeah, you can can do whatever you want with them, really. Uh, It just... If you have some hardcore players, like if you start up a poker game, I, I know a lot of people like to be so, Eddie, there are red gilded ones. Um, there's So the collector's pack of these, which I also have, those ones I have not ordered because the whole pack itself goes for like 200 bucks. Um, but I believe it's red, uh, black, and gold gilded. I'd have to check what the third one was. But for sure red and um, gold gilded is the, the other one of these. But yeah, there you can. I th- I think what uh, unfortunately, obviously, we haven't been able to really like get people together to play cards. But yeah. um one of my buddy that lives in a different town in college, we we played pinochle all the time. We played poker all the time. You know, for a little bit of cash, and you know, whipping whipping these decks out there would just it's a it's a little bit of fun, but. Uh, Like I said, I mainly, I get a kick out of the really collectible ones that, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll they'll play, but, you know, they're not going to slide across the table when you're dealing them out or anything like that. Yeah.
0: All right, fellas. Well, we need to wrap this up. But before we do, I have a little bit of an announcement to make. So Dan Lee is going to be designing some stickers for the Rarities Podcast. Uh, we're going to get two designs that we're going to vote on. Ho- uh, hopefully, if we can get them done by next show, we're going to put out a vote. Um, on the ne- We're going to make an announcement on the next show. We're going to s- reveal the designs, and then we're going to put up a post where everybody votes on them. And that will be the new Rarity swag, so... Definitely, definitely. If you can make 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 it, a make, it, uh, make a vote, because you know it helps out the show.
1: Yeah, and we'll try to print them in as low as numbers as possible, so they're super rare.
0: Yeah, there, there you
1: go. Find <laughs> <Sign laughs> them and number them for everyone. Yeah, like
0: negative five. You know, you actually have to give us a sticker. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time to thank the patreons here, and I know it's what everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> Me stumbling through the damn Patreon. This is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> oh my god! I'm already, I'm already feeling the headache. All right, so here we go. We got Ben Porter, Sean Fear, Incb, Rian Mendez, Eric Marshall, <laughs> Quinn Acquire, Leo Hernandez. I still didn't say Lemur. Thank Lemur god. Hernandez. <laughs> King Louie, Mark Pearson, Paul. Riber. Riber. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. I'm sorry if I butcher your name. It's all part of the bit. Lisa Martin Bominski, Dan Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Crit, uh, Jason Nelson, Big Fern, King Zachary, Caesar Maroquin, Eddie Mendez, Eric Ruiz, Mario Cortez, Stephen Pershaw, Son Yutsi, so, I'm sorry. Scott Bradley, Jesse Contreras, Steven Maria Stanley, Lord Volditort, Eddie Manzares, and Joe Corpus. And soon we'll be joining the list, hopefully, is Old Bon Swamdi. But, you know, I gotta talk with Zach about that. <laughs> right, who is, I don't who know. is that? Old Bon Swamdi, he's a, he's a character on Warcraft. Oh. I was gonna become a Patreon and take that name just because I wanted a little bit of mystery.
2: So.
1: <laughs> well, obviously the most mysterious is Lord Voldemort.
0: Oh, of course, of course. He is an enigma, of course.
2: <laughs> that that wasn't terrible, Raynor. I would say after the, about the first ten names, you killed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm getting better every time. The selective dyslexia is slowly setting in. <laughs> I'm, All right, we'll, I'm sad
1: that we didn't go with the whole lemur, though. Come on.
0: Lemur, Lemur was a one-time thing. I don't know how that happened, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. All right, so become a Patreon for us. You can be get, you can uh, support the show as uh, Dylan was talking about earlier. It helps us a lot. It helps us bring this wonderful content to y'all, and you know, just be a pal. You know, throw us, a few, throw us a bone here and there. We work hard. We try to, anyways. It usually doesn't work out that way, but you know. <laughs> Seth needs his Seth needs his turtle money. <laughs> no, all right. So you can join us uh, become a sweet angel for $5 a month. While you get Patreon exclusive swag from collectively weekly. 5 months uh, $5 a month includes a, a sticker sent straight to your door as well as access to the Ox after dark replay. I've been on Ox after dark it's it's really fun it's a really good time and you know that's where the filter comes off you think we we're, were talking about the playing cards earlier the women of Star Wars you ain't seen <laughs> nothing yet <laughs> Uh, certified crispy $15 per month you get all the previous tier plus uh the uh, certified crispy certificate on first pledge assistant with figure fixes from zach himself zach the man he knows what he's doing the ox
1: father himself
0: exactly message me beforehand to confirm it's possible and all the benefits of the previous tier the water guy $25 a month what can we say about what guy except what a guy Folks in this tier, get a sign collecting live 18 by 24 silhouette poster on first pledge. Doubles of all the stickers we send. One sculpt per year painted by Dark Side Customs. As you saw earlier in the show, does amazing work. Kills it. Awesome kills it it's worth it there however you gotta wait three months and all the benefits of the previous tiers
1: i feel like we need to add to the uh the sweet angel tier that you're definitely gonna have your name butchered by rainer himself
0: oh of course yeah we (laughs) i need to talk to zach i need to talk to zach i mean that's that's a (laughs) benefit.
1: you get get a
2: free zach pronunciation recording (laughs) (laughs) um, rainer
0: Yeah, you get you get you, you get your name turned into a lemur or some other animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dear God. All right. Send your hate mail and just regular mail to Collecting Weekly. Uh, we have our own PO box at five uh eight eight six Road, suite one oh two, box two nine two, San Antonio, Texas, seven eight two zero uh, seven eight two four nine, excuse me. Uh, check out our other shows Dylan here hails from small talk and uh, didn't you uh, you just combined with some collecting comics didn't you
2: yeah we got Sean on there Uh, he he has we he has his own comic book um, knowledge you could say that he chimes in as obviously everyone knows in the small collecting world for figures there's a lot of figures based off of you know comic books comic variants things like that and we got his knowledge on there for that. He has his own segment that pertains around that, and obviously we cover anything you know uh, on the smaller side that we find interesting. We could make it as broad or not broad as possible, but you know, Mesco, Neca, um, Mofex, SH Figure Arts, all that. Awesome.
0: Check out of course the main show, the bread and butter collecting weekly, Zachary and Dean. They've been killing it lately. The old fact podcast, the classy podcast, as I say, or the posh podcast. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> They're quite fancy. <laughs> they are fancier than us. I will I will give them. That. I feel
1: like I need to sip tea while I'm listening to that.
0: Um I just sip a nice brandy or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Collecting Rarities, hmm, I wonder what those guys are like. No, just kidding. We got Creeps or Us, uh, Manny has been uh, doing really well lately, unfortunately his last show got delayed, but you know, he's he's working hard to bring you content, and he, great content when he's able to bring it. Manny's Tanas- show is
1: super unique too, I love the, just all the content he has.
0: Oh yeah, the ghost stories, the horror stories, like I remember his debut in My Apartment what my old place, not this place, but the old place I used to live where the lights went out in the middle of the story. Yeah, yeah think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like you could it's honestly
1: crazy. feel that energy like just listening to the podcast. It was like, holy
0: shit, we're all gonna die.
2: <laughs>
1: it,
2: haters will say it was staged,
0: <laughs> it was not, trust me. And that doesn't happen often at my place, so it,
1: it was staged. I turned off the lights, I wasn't even there,
0: <laughs> man why you gotta be hating like <laughs> <laughs> how did you know where i lived <laughs> that's the bigger question <laughs> oh my god all right in and out to collecting the brand new show but they've been doing really well they've been killing it lately uh mario and uh eddie uh, they've been doing a great job i think uh yes think- mark
1: mark you missed it you missed it yeah you uh, missed damn it. it mark did you fall away dude we love you mark
0: (laughs) (laughs) sorry bro you'll be able to catch the upload here momentarily though Uh, well probably tomorrow i guess when zach uploads it (laughs) so after dark, definitely we talked about them earlier you know great time great parties you know filter comes off just have a have a couple of drinks and laugh to the antics of the crew the joy of hobbying great show shows you a little bit about how to how to get stuff done? You know, Zachary takes you under his wing. It's a great, great, awesome thing. Um, yeah, collecting weekly auxiliary our Facebook group. Check us out there if you want to chat with us. If you want to post your figures, your collections, your hate mail, your rants, whatever you really deem fit. You know, it's for us to uh, judge and possibly. It is what it is. <laughs> All right, final thoughts, gentlemen. Anything last you want to say?
2: I need to get me a collecting weekly auxiliary slide for my show. That's a good idea. I
0: can send it. You it to you if you
2: want. No, I'll I'll create a different one else. Like just to just so I don't, we don't have the same one across. But yeah, uh, join the group, collecting weekly auxiliary on Facebook. It is a lot of fun.
1: It is fun. This has been a fun episode. I had no <laughs> idea how much like history and like all that behind playing cards was
0: you know this this was a this was a great episode you know it's going to rank up there with our train episode i think train
1: episode was... definitely number 1 sorry Dylan. that
2: that was no that was that was pretty good you guys you guys got a like i think you said have him on again i feel like there's yeah, probably yeah. a lot more that you could uncover with that,
1: with that i game. feel like oh, he could gosh. do two or three more shows and we still would have content yeah. yeah, and I've, I've, been, I've been actually
0: talking with him. He says he's busy right now with work and stuff, but he'd be happy to come on again in a few months. So, you know, fingers crossed.
1: Fair. Sounds yeah. good to me.
0: All right. Well, gentlemen, I'm Rainer. I'm
2: Seth.
1: I'm Dylan.
0: Good night, and we will catch you all next time. Stay rare, stay golden, and stay away from the women of Star Wars. <laughs> 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 oh